Hi, I'm Melvin York with Gardening with Daddy Pete. Today we're going to start a part one and we will probably go several parts on trees and shrubs in the landscape. If you're redoing your landscape or starting a new one, hopefully this will be helpful for you. Uh, Daddy Pete will also have products uh, to help you be successful in your plantings and we'll talk about that as we go along too. Again, this is going to be uh, planning uh, your landscape. We'll start off with trees. We'll go into shrubs and different parts. This will be part one of trees in the landscape. So let's start out today by kind of identifying some trees and the different types and what they do and the characteristics because it makes a difference on uh, maintenance of the trees, how much leaves you're going to have falling in the fall compared to how many that you don't have. We're looking at uh, how durable the tree is, the heights and width of trees because we're going to watch uh, certain things uh, where to plant those that we don't disrupt or cause damage uh, to certain things on your property. So we want to go through all of those. And we're going to start out today with uh, some of the uh, deciduous trees. There's two types of trees, and uh, one uh, being a deciduous tree, another being non-deciduous or evergreen. So uh, we want to uh, go for those and uh, kind of give you an overview of that. Deciduous tree is usually one that has a leaf, a broad leaf, and uh, loses its leaves in the fall over the wintertime and then produces blooms or either leaves coming back in the spring. So uh, when you're thinking about planting something in the landscape, using a certain tree, do you want that coverage uh, all year round? Are you looking at the tree just for shade and then color in the fall? bring back the color in the spring. These are things that you need to uh, make a decision on uh, and depending on where you're going to put them. Uh, let's go with the non-deciduous or uh, a lot of people like to call evergreen trees, which would fall under the arborvitas and uh, your cypress trees, your pine trees, your cedars. Uh, those are your evergreen trees. That gives you color year-round. Now, the difference between a deciduous tree and an evergreen tree, and I've had a lot of people ask me this because they think there's something wrong with their trees. Usually uh, this time of year, which right now is the end of June, end of July, you will notice your pine trees, you will notice uh, your cedars, your uh, arborvitas, uh, your cypress trees will start looking thin. In the middle, you'll see like the needles are dying and you'll see all the brown going on. And uh, a lot of people get alarmed by that. That's nothing to get alarmed about. That is the way that they shed their needles or, so to speak, leaves. Uh, so do not get um, excited about that. Do not get worried about that. That is the process of when they actually do their thinning out or dropping their leaves for new growth. If you'll notice a lot of times in the early spring, you'll see that the pine trees and a lot of the cypress trees, uh, you know, um, your um, uh, arborvitus, they'll be putting on a small light cone, a new cone or a new bud, and they're getting ready to do that. So they will drop these leaves in order to thin out and prepare for new growth. Uh, another one um, that uh, I think is a very uh, beautiful tree is the 
The uh, arborvitae trees, I really like the green giant for one. They're really nice. Uh, they grow up probably. Some of those will get 60 feet tall, uh, and they grow out not quite as uh, far as a Leland cypress does. Uh, they keep a kind of a perfect Christmas tree shape. You know, they require very little, if any, maintenance. Uh, main things you do, you don't want to plant those too close together, and we'll get into that as we're talking about this, uh, designing or helping you design your landscape later on. Um Another thing is we're going to talk about some of the trees, the deciduous ones today that you do not want to plant in your uh, landscape or near the house or your garden for different reasons. Now, remember, there's two things to do. If you're a homeowner that has a septic system, you want to make sure that you don't plant trees too close to that septic tank or lines. If you don't know where they are, you can look back. Uh, even your local health department should have a plan of that. Uh, where it says in your yard. Another good way to find out where your septic tank lines are, and you can trace it back to your house, is in uh, hot weather. And when it gets dry, you're going to see two or three lines where the grass is growing good in the screen. That's going to be where your septic tank lines are. So uh, for those that do have septic systems that live uh, not uh, in the city or do have public um sewage systems, then uh, you'll need to look for that. Another thing you need to look for uh, when planting trees, the roots grow out. Keep in mind, the roots are going to go out about as far as the canopy of the tree. Do your homework on which tree you're planting. See how big the canopy is going to get, how tall they're going to go, uh, is power lines. If you have power lines, you don't want to plant trees directly under or within that perimeter of that uh uh, canopy of that tree, whatever it's going to go. Some will go 30, 40 feet out. So you want to make sure that you do that, not to interfere with the power lines. Another thing is don't put it near concrete and sidewalks or uh, your driveways or, or your foundation of your house. Again, keep in mind, the roots are going to go out as far as that canopy at least. So if it's 30 or 40 feet, that's how far you want to stay away from at least that far. Uh, away from the things that we just talked about. Now, some of the trees that you do want to avoid planting, uh, and I'm just going to hit on just a few of those this morning uh, as we're having uh, this first part of trees and shrubs in the landscape, is uh, and some of these trees, a lot of people do, these are trees that used to be put in the landscape years ago or your grandmother had one or your aunt had one. And, uh, you know, you've, you've got one, and uh, one's a cottonwood tree. Uh, a cottonwood tree, a lot of people like them because they do have a lot of color. They're uh, really a nice-looking tree, but it has a very shallow and soft root system. Um, the wood on the tree is very prone to rottening, making it unstable in storms, and a lot of these trees are like that. So you want to make sure that, Trees like that you keep away. They're very brittle. Uh, they can also be damaged and they draw a lot of disease and insects. So make sure that you keep those away from your buildings and uh, the things that we talked about earlier. Bradford pear. Now, Bradford pear has been a focal tree for focal points and it's been one to line driveways. Um, fences for several years it came into the landscape probably about 40 years ago maybe a little longer and uh the bradford pear uh was a beautiful shaped tree 
but let me talk about some of the things that's not beautiful about it. Uh, Bradford pears are very susceptible to storms, wind damage, the branches are weak. Um, on these, they spread out. Again, you have to watch where you plant them. They do grow tall. Um, they do have a rounder shape, but the tree's very weak. And usually, uh, you're looking at about a 20-year tree. Uh, I know that I have some planted down my driveway now. And before I knew all of this, which was 22 years ago, um, I'm already had problems with breakage. Uh, now, over the last couple of years, the leaves are getting less and less on it. So the trees are basically playing out. And they're going to have to be replaced. Now, if you like the looks and the characteristics of a uh, Bradford pear tree, here's the great thing. You can use the Cleveland pear. Cleveland pear is actually a wild pear that grows around uh, our parts here in North Carolina. And the only difference between that, it is a native tree. Instead of having the rounded look, it's got more of the pointed look when it goes up. But again, it, it is an ornamental pear tree. It uh, does have the same colors, the same characteristics, blooms the same way, but a much, much stronger tree. And again, these trees have known to live for years. So if you're wanting to go with the Bradford pear look, and like I say, the Bradford's a little bit more rounder on its canopy where the Cleveland is a little narrower and actually a little more pointed to it. But leaf-wise, as far as colors, looks, change, characteristics in the spring, blooms, they're going to be basically identical. But you have a much more sturdy tree. Now, that is a good tree to uh, use in uh uh, your landscape or your borders if you want a deciduous tree. Uh, maples is another one. Uh, there's some different type maples uh, out there. One of the old uh, ones is they're used all over uh, America right now. They're still being used as silver leaf maple. Uh, I love a silver leaf. Uh, again, that grew up. That was in my yard. I actually uh, brought a sprout off of one, and I have it in my yard. The only thing with that, again, like a Bradford, the limbs are uh, very susceptible to breaking off during storm or wind. Uh, another thing is you don't get the color with a silver leaf maple. You do get the beautiful part of the leaves being, the underside being a silver color. And when the wind blows in the summer, it's beautiful. But uh, their leaves in the fall are gone and they are susceptible to quite a few of the diseases. Now, when you go into color, there are different maples that do last and produce beautiful color in the fall. And the red varieties, a lot of them, one of the ones that I like is an Armstrong. Uh, Autumn Blaze is a beautiful tree. It's a fiery red. They grow about 30 to 40 feet spread on these trees. They get 50 to 70 feet tall. Uh, but I'm telling you, they look like a ball of fire. Uh, in the fall. Uh, these are nice trees. They've got different varieties. You can get an autumn flame. There's the autumn, autumn radiance. Uh, we've got uh, the brandywine, which is another nice one. Um, you know, Florida flame, that is, that's a pretty tree. So you've got a lot of different choices with different uh, cultivar varieties in the uh, red maples. They also, uh, you can buy a variety of the yellow maple. Not quite as as uh, flamboyant as the red colors, uh, but they're nice in the landscape uh, to do that. 
So anyway, this is just going to get you a little bit started. We've done deciduous trees today. We're going to have part uh, two coming up on, and we'll do that on some evergreens. We'll talk about those and on planting them. Uh, Daddy Pete's, we do have the soils and the amendments to plant your trees and your shrubs with. That's our planting mix. Uh, and uh, you will go to our website at uh, daddypeach.com. You can look up some of our products, and they do. We do have a chart there telling you what to use everyone for, and we'll be talking about the uses of that also on this podcast uh, during your plannings of different things. Now, um, keep in mind, uh, look around your yard, and if it's new, what are you going to do? Do you have a wooded area? Then we're going to build off of that. Are we looking for something to have focal points at different Places in the landscape where we could do with one, two, three trees, whatever. Most of the time in landscape design, you like to use odd numbers. So we'll be talking about that. So um, until next time, uh, think about what we're doing. Uh, We went through deciduous trees. We'll talk a little more about that. We'll talk about the evergreen trees. Also, there's deciduous and evergreen shrubs. We want to talk about that in perennials and annuals. Also, when we're building our outside borders around. So uh, this is Melvin York, and uh, you've been listening to Gardening with Daddy Pete. Please go to our website, um, www.daddypete.com. Click on the page. Uh, ask us a question. Uh, be a part of this podcast. We'd love for you, too. We've archived, archived everything, and uh, that you can go back and listen to different segments. Also, uh, check out our product page and check out our About page. So we thank you for listening, and uh, we'll be back around uh, shortly uh, with part two.